This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 6th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Meaningful ag climate funding promised. Climate projects must be producer-driven. And throwing in the towel on China? Dems cut back on spending plan. Now that congressional Democrats have to slash their $3.5 trillion Build Back Better spending plan, the attention is turning to what gets cut and by how much. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow declined yesterday to discuss the possible cuts that could be made in the agriculture provisions. But she did assure AgriPulse that the bill would still have something meaningful when it comes to addressing climate-smart agriculture and forestry. Stabenow said we still have a very important role to play in tackling the climate crisis and addressing the wildfires. One source with long ties to congressional Democrats suggested they're deciding between prorating everything or picking and choosing which provisions to cut. The source believes that climate funding is likely to be a priority for funding if Democrats decide to protect some areas of the bill more than others. Keep in mind, on Tuesday, CNN asked a key Senate Democrat, that Joe Manchin of West Virginia, whether he would support a bill in the range of $1.9 to $2.2 trillion. And Manchin replied, I'm not ruling anything out. He had said his top line was $1.5 trillion. And by the way, Representative Abigail Spanberger, a Virginia Democrat who chairs the subcommittee of the House Agriculture Committee that handles conservation and forestry programs, was among Leverton moderate Democrats who talked online with President Biden yesterday about the bill. Bozeman opened to Vilsack CCC funding. Congressional Republicans sharply criticized the idea of using USDA Commodity Credit Corporation to set up a carbon bank and buy and sell offsets. But that idea appears to be off the table for now in favor of a plan to fund large-scale demonstration projects for developing markets and climate-smart commodities. The top Republican of the Senate Ag Committee, John Bozeman of Arkansas, tells AgriPulse that he's open to supporting the plan as long as it benefits farmers and doesn't result in new mandates. Bozeman said that CCC spending should be limited to agriculture commodities and that projects must be producer-driven. Now, for more on how successive presidents have ramped up use of the CCC, you can read our weekly AgriPulse newsletter today. We also look at USDA's strategy for combating African swine fever and the possibility of the Biden administration finding a middle ground on redefining the waters of the U.S. Farmers' trade outlook turns sour. Farmers are feeling more pessimistic when it comes to trade. That according to the September survey of producers sponsored by Purdue University and the CME Group. Earlier this year, 7 out of 10 farmers expected ag exports to increase over the next five years. In September, only 37% of farmers felt that way. Concerns about input costs also rising sharply. More than one-third of the farmers surveyed said they expect input prices to rise by more than 12% of the coming year. That would be more than six times the average inflation rate for farm inputs. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. 
Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Republican Biden throwing in the towel on China. Senator Chuck Grassley, senior Republican of the Senate Finance Committee, which oversees trade policy, didn't like what he heard from U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai this week on the Biden administration's approach to China. In a speech Monday, Tai said the administration would be working with allies to pressure China to reform its trade practices. But Tai would not say whether the administration would pursue a new trade agreement with China. And Grassley told reporters yesterday that President Biden appears to be, quote, throwing in the towel. Grassley said trade policy has taken a back seat of the administration's domestic priorities. Grassley said, quote, I'm hopeful I'm wrong when I say he's not as involved in trying to get China to the table as he ought to be or as Trump was. By the way, Grassley said his scheduled appearance before the House Ag Committee on Thursday stems from a meeting he had with the panel's chairman, David Scott of Georgia, in June. Grassley said he made his case for restricting the market power of meat packers. U.S. Trade Representative launching exclusion process for tariffs on Chinese goods. Next week, Catherine Tai's office will begin the long process of considering exclusions to Section 301 tariffs on some Chinese goods. The USTR starts taking comment next Tuesday. That period ends December 31. The Trump administration issued 2,200 exclusions and then granted just 549 extensions after the first round expired. Most of those extensions expired at the end of 2020, Now the USTR is considering reinstating them. The extensions being considered represent a wide array of products, including steel pipes and posts, animal feeding machinery and parts, water pumps, wine filters, pipe brackets, and shovel loaders. The USTR plans to consult with other agencies, including the Small Business Administration, in making decisions on the exclusions. Senator seeks congressional say on Section 232 tariffs. Senators Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania and Mark Warner of Virginia have introduced a bill that would require congressional approval before a president can invoke Section 232 tariffs in the name of protecting national security. The Trump administration used the tariffs to hit steel and aluminum imports from China, the European Union, Brazil, Canada, and other nations, claiming a threat to national security. Many of those tariffs are still in place, and so are retaliatory tariffs that continue to take a toll on U.S. ag exports. Toomey said, quote, For too long, Congress has allowed presidents to unilaterally impose tariffs by invoking spurious claims of the national security, regardless of whether or not the import in question poses any genuine threat to national defense. Here's today's He Said It. It sure seems like he's moving. I hope that's the case. That President Joe Biden on getting Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia to agree to a top line in the Build Back Better plan. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 6th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.